farms and forests have always been the backbone of Vermont's rural economy. But the nature of farming and forestry in Vermont is changing. Volatility in global markets and industry consolidation have forced the people who work the land to seek out new business models. And those workers say decades-old regulatory laws have choked the innovation needed to keep Vermont's ag and forest sectors alive. Vermont Public's Pete Hirschfeld is following legislation that tries to address these concerns, and he's here to tell us now all about it. Hey there, Pete. Hi, Mary. How does farming in 2024 look different from when we were growing up? So Clara Ayer is the third-generation co-owner of Fairmont Farm in East Montpelier, and she tried to help lawmakers understand that difference. Uh, Fairmont is a 1,400-cow dairy operation. They crop about 3,700 acres in 14 towns in central Vermont. And Ayer told lawmakers that 10 years ago, the family assumed that growth in milk production was going to be the surest path to long-term profitability. But she says, uh, you know, process capacity has tightened in the dairy market. The commodity dairy market is often a brutal game. And she says the business model of the future now looks a lot different than it did a decade ago. And so as we think about what the path forward is for us today, it's a lot different than what it used to be. I'd say it's probably rare these days for dairy farms to not have some sort of diversification. Fairmont has opened an on-farm retail store where they sell local meat. They started a day camp for kids during the summer. They even have an adult day program for local seniors with high care needs. And Clara Ayer and other farmers and industry experts say the next chapter in Vermont agriculture is in many cases about diversifying product lines, getting into agritourism, building out processing facilities to make value-added products, and focusing on direct-to-consumer sales. Pete, you just mentioned like day camps and and programs for kids too. So what exactly is preventing farmers from pursuing some of these new business ventures? It seems like all roads lead to Act 250 in Montpelier this year, Mary, and, and that's the case here. Act 250, of course, is the law that governs land use in Vermont, and when it was enacted 54 years ago, it included exemptions for farming as a way to acknowledge the industry's unique contribution to the economy and the landscape. But Abby Willard at the Agency of Agriculture says the kind of farming that Act 250 contemplated in the 1970s bears less and less resemblance to the kind of farming that we're seeing today. And let's say you're a produce farm that operates in an old dairy barn and you need a larger processing space to make salsa or because your CSA membership has grown so significantly and you need to make an expansion, that type of expansion, even though we would consider that not commercial development, would likely trigger an Act 250 permit. Willard says if Vermont wants to see its agriculture industry survive, then the industry needs to evolve. And she says that evolution is going to be a lot slower if Vermont doesn't alter its regulatory landscape in ways that acknowledge the necessity of things like processing infrastructure and on-farm commerce. Um, And I should note, Mary, that foresters and loggers and sawmill operators say their industry is also at a turning point. Well, how would this legislation under consideration in Montpelier right now address concerns in Vermont's forest products industry? So members of this industry, like their counterparts in agriculture, say that in a lot of cases, smaller, community-scale, diversified operations are the future. Um, Tucker Riggs owns a sawmill in Fletcher. 
And he says the regulatory hurdles to that model are just untenable right now. Um, he saw demand for local lumber spike during the pandemic, so he decided to expand his operation. And he told lawmakers he had to spend 18 months and $40,000 to get the Act 250 permit needed to move forward with that expansion plan. And he says that's just not a feasible option for younger people who are looking to get into the business. In my mind, the Act 250 is the largest hurdle on getting a sawmill operation up off the ground um, in the state. This bill that's under consideration right now would make it so sawmills and other wood products manufacturers of a certain size could avoid the Act 250 permitting process altogether. Between 2016 and 2021, Vermont went from having 44 sawmills reporting activity to only 34. In-state sawmill production fell by 30% as a result. Industry experts say this trend is only going to get worse if the state doesn't remove the financial barriers for folks who want to process the timber that loggers are harvesting from Vermont's forests. Well, what are the prospects for this bill making it over the, the finish line in 2024? Anytime the legislature talks about rolling back regulatory oversight, there are inevitable concerns about things like water quality and traffic and wildlife habitat. Jamie Fidel is the director of the Forest and Wildlife Program at the Vermont Natural Resources Council. He told lawmakers they're absolutely right to be looking for ways to strengthen the working land's economy. But he said Act 250 is an important backstop to protect critical environmental resources. We're uncomfortable with the concept of an outright exemption because we're concerned that, um, let's say, for example, especially in towns that have no zoning or environmental bylaws, what is the environmental review then for the facilities? This is a very complicated bill that the House Committee on Agriculture has been wordsmithing for weeks. It will almost certainly get voted out of that committee. But changing Act 250 is always a tough road in Montpelier, and there are lots of other moving pieces on Act 250 in the legislature this year related to housing primarily, and that makes this even more complicated. Some legislators I've talked to say the likeliest path for these provisions related to ag and forestry is if they're rolled into a broader Act 250 reform package. And there's enormous uncertainty right now as to what that package ultimately looks like and whether lawmakers and the governor can find the consensus needed to pass it. That's Vermont Public reporter Pete Hirschfeld. Thank you so much, Pete. Yeah, thank you, Mary. And head over to vermontpublic.org to sign up for our newsletter called The Capital Recap, so we can send you weekly updates on the news out of the Statehouse from our team of reporters in Montpelier.